Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 176, Episode 3 of Dead Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Wednesday, March 17th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Wake up, Miles, I think I got something to read to you. British coal gas is bad and it really isn't safe to use. I know you think I'm insane, but this study's stuck up in my brain. Oh, Miles, this can't fuel my stove anymore. (laughs) Uh, That is courtesy of official dickhead. And y'all, if you want me to stop talking about the British coal gas study, you can't imply in your AKA that that study is about British coal gas being an unsafe fueling alternative for ovens. (laughs) It is about second degree suicide. It is... That if means you remove reduction. the means for someone killing themselves, a lot of suicide is second degree. It's heat of the moment. And if you take away the weapon they use, uh, then they will not kill themselves in a lot of cases. That is what that... I'm just going to call it the British second degree suicide study. Uh, it's not just that a British coal gas turns out is stinky... Anyways, but thank you. Great AKA. Uh, thank you, uh, Abstrusal. Uh, I am thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Oh, let me put the joint down in the PlayStation controller because this is Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I am Miles Gray, a.k.a. Stony Hawk, a.k.a. Dab Burnquist, <laughs> a.k.a. The Green Campbell, a.k.a. Rune Spliffberg, a.k.a. Chad Puffska, a.k.a. Jamie Chronix, a.k.a. Puffy Lassick, a.k.a. Jeff Drawley, a.k.a. Andrew Hand Rolls, and <laughs> shout out, finally, Alyssa Steamroller. Uh, and that one comes from the brew, you know, straight into the my brew. late '90s consciousness, early 2000s consciousness with that Tony. I mean, Tony Hawk's back on PlayStation, so <laughs> were those all like playable skaters on Tony Hawk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chad Muska, I don't think was in the second or was didn't come into the second or third one, but like you know, but you know, Bucky Lassick, Room Glyphberg, Bob Burnquist, Alyssa Steamer, they're all in the first one. They're OGs. Shout out to uh, all the listeners who sent us pictures of themselves uh, at <laughs> pointing out that they are, they uh, are also lanky six foot two Adam's apples who are easily mistakable for Tony Hawk. Yeah, more than well, more than I thought there would be. But yeah, yeah man, spot I mean, on. that is that is a whole a whole genre of white guy. The Tony Hawk. <laughs> The Tony Hawk. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the brilliant, the talented Maurice Cherry. There he is. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Welcome back. Thank you for being Thank you. And on the day before my birthday, I have to say this. Hey. I could not have thought of a better way to ring in the last day of my 30s, so thank you. All right. (laughs) March 18th. All right. Yeah, because today is St. Patrick's Day. That's oh, what shit. are we? Do- what are we doing? The today, official y'all? pre-birthday turn up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wait. So, Maurice, what was that like for you? Because we spoke to you, I think, in the summer, late for fall ish, and before the pan. So that means, did your did your birthday last year get completely upended by pandemic? Absolutely. So you're going. This is too. Is this about to be? Do you think you can carve out a slight? thing a safety backyard thing this year what, what's your what you your know prospects? i'm just gonna have to delay it i at, at one yeah. point in time i said i'm just gonna turn 39 again yeah. um, like i'll just be 39 plus one or whatever but now that vaccines are coming out and it looks like some i, I want to say social restrictions have been relaxed but i live in atlanta where everyone has pretty much come to play since we've only had three weeks of lockdown um right. so oh, wow. I don't know yet. I, I, I'm going to plan something out probably later in the year once the vaccines are more out there to people and the immunity right. is greater. But right now I can wait. OK, good. Yeah. 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 That mugginess that is usually uh, not so pleasant turns out is saving lives in the uh, in the southeast of the United States. Well, we'll actually talk about that in a little bit. Wait, for real? Yeah. Muggy uh, humidity is good for. Basically, if the air is uh, drenched, uh, then the droplets drop down. Uh, air breaks fall. on the droplets. Basically. Exactly. And we've Whereas already ours... got pollen. Like, pollen is already crazy in Atlanta. Right. So if someone will sneeze and you really don't know, is it COVID? Or is right, it... right, right, right. <laughs> Could be both. Yeah. Could be neither. You don't know. 
Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, like my sneeze from two weeks ago is still just hanging out outside my house because the air out here is so just yeah. dry. <laughs> All right. Well, Maurice, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today. Uh, we're going to take a look back at something I had forgotten about. I had assumed it was uh, be fucked, but the Kavanaugh FBI investigation from uh, all those decades ago during the the Kavanaugh hearing. Uh, we'll talk about that because we're, we're starting to take a look at it, and it looks like it wasn't uh, fully on the up and up, shockingly. Mm. Uh, we'll talk about a possible change of venue for uh, the Chauvin trial, Chalvin, fucking whatever that guy's name is, uh, the murderer uh, cop trial. Uh, we'll talk about how bored Tucker Carlson is, and the I want to talk about the John Oliver thing about him uh, being a white supremacist. And then we'll talk about California versus Florida, the aforementioned, uh, you know, comparison uh, between the two that a lot of anti-maskers are like, yo, Florida won because they only had 11 percent more people die than California <laughs> on oh. a per capita basis. Uh, they're really spiking the football on that shit. Uh, which is weird, but because they kind of kept things open, they're like, see, this is fine. We we did it better. Uh, we're going to talk about some mitigating factors in that comparison. Uh, we'll talk about the doting mother update. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we have a couple, <laughs> have a couple mothers moms. who really went in. Uh, all of that, plenty more, but first... We like to ask our guest, Maurice, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are or where well, you are? As well, yeah, I guess, I mean, you know, in terms of right now, the main thing I've been searching for is Atlanta COVID vaccine availability. Uh, they've just opened it up to larger groups here um, in Atlanta, which is great. That means I now qualify. Shout out to Team Chunk. So I qualify now to <laughs> get the vaccine, which is great. Uh, finding a time and a place to get it is proving to be very difficult because Georgia is last in the country when it comes to vaccine rollout. So Damn. they've opened it up to more people and have yet made it infinitely harder to get. So you're, it's sort of like trying to find Beyonce tickets, I would suppose. It's just right. not that easy. So I'm, I mean, yeah, because at least you could hang out outside the venue and just overpay to get in the show. Right. And I, I mean, mean it's so, not like I that mean, with a vaccine. Look, I mean, I would imagine people are probably doing the same for vaccines. They're just hanging around like, you know, you got hey, any vaccines for 20, left? Two for 20, two for 20 the, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, you got another shot left in that bottle, you know? Right. Um, yeah. Which I've heard some people actually are doing. And then, of course, there's a number of people that are just like, yes, I have comorbidities and I'm older and I too will get the vaccine. And, right. you know, so just trying to find it is, is tough. I know people who just got it within the past week just waiting around for leftovers um yeah or calling doing the random you know pharmacy phone book sweep and just being like hey, got any right. got any got any got any got any yeah. but yeah i've got like five windows open it's like minority report i'm like let's see cvs we got here walgreens you got something Using gestures and shit right <laughs> yeah <laughs> expand this one map enhance yes yeah there, there's a real like kind of head fake they do because you become a vet you become a qualifying for the vaccine and then it's still just like you just enter a new realm of Dante's circles of hell where it's just like now you have to figure out how to navigate this labyrinth right yep. I wonder when I mean we're st I'm still waiting for I'm LA to expand but it's, it's gonna take some time because there's a lot more people here but I think like every state it seems like there are if you are unsavory or let's say you lack some moral scruples, you're an unscrupulous right. character, mm -hmm. that there are ways to get that. Um, and for those people who are acknowledging the disparities that exist and the inequity in the country, you're like, yeah, yeah, that's not that ain't that's not time for me right now. No, no, no. Um, right. But yeah, it's, it's it sucks to hear that no matter what it's for the people that need it. It's still very much like a wait and see type thing. Yeah. Well, didn't Biden have the recent sort of talk where he mentioned that he would try to make sure that every adult would at least have a vaccine by the beginning of May or something like that. Yeah, yeah. that it would be a, the doses would be like available. It'd um, be enough. But then yeah. it's the rollout, you know, we'll right. see ludicrous uh, how you roll <laughs> that out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Got to get those in arms. Yep. Yeah. Because, like, his whole thing is, like, 100 million shots and 100 million checks, like, in pockets. <laughs> uh, but, you know, unless you're over that $80,000 cliff, and then we can talk about how many checks that might actually be compared to Trump. But, you know, <laughs> let, let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. We talked yesterday about how uh, Israel has had some success with uh, their 50% of their population has it. and. Uh, mentioned a couple of the things that they have gone for them, uh, such as um, universal health care yeah, and yeah. Uh, wow. uh, this green pass thing that basically makes it so you can do stuff once you get the vaccine. So people are extra motivated. But uh, yeah. something we uh, didn't mention that is also a mitigating factor is that uh, Netanyahu is possibly going to jail. Uh, and the only way that he's staying out of jail is by like staying in his voters' good graces. So I think mm. that might be something we want to kind of investigate is like governors go to prison. Is this Netanyahu guy above board? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Hey, well, I, as, hey, as I don't as like what politics. I'm hearing here on the right. Daily Zeit, guys. You know, as a guy, I'm from Philly. You know, I don't want like you casting aspersions <laughs> on my character. And yeah, maybe I'm trying to get the vaccine out to avoid the clink, but hey, Saying it is what it is. <laughs> let's let's threaten all uh, politicians who are in charge of life and death things with uh, prison. See how how much yeah. quicker we get those vaccines. They'll be knocking on our doors. Yeah, because apparently um, re-election isn't enough. So yeah, what that we? How do we raise this? Well, they got that locked down. They got yeah. you know that's <laughs> that system is fixed. Maurice, what is something you think is overrated? Oh my god. Um the Coming to America sequel. Oh, is it bad? It's so bad. And the thing about it is that it didn't have to be bad. Right. I think, you know, of course there's all this stuff about reboots and people want to bring back these sort of, you know, very popular franchises from before. And the the movie does some things around, well, let me be completely honest. They do a lot of shit around the old movie. It's almost like they had an intern write down every catchphrase that has caught on for that oh, movie no. in the past 30 years and just like threw darts at a board to figure out where it could go into the movie. Off the top of my mind, do we get a in the face? Uh, something like that. Is that there sexual chocolate? Uh, yes, yeah, sexual chocolate is there. Is there that boy yeah. good? Uh, yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Like, yeah. I'm just thinking, rent it. Yeah, yeah. So quite literally. They, is there uh, a yes, fuck you too? I mean, I think the the <laughs> fact <hope> that <laughs> a large part of the premise is based on date rape, uh, rather casually, so I should mention, what is is a is a harbinger for just how off tone the rest of the movie kind of is. It's it's star studded cast. Don't get me wrong. Right. Wes, Wesley Snipes, Tiana Taylor, Eddie. Bur I mean, great cast. Yeah, horrible plot. Kenya Burris wrote it, so it's I know sort of was... coming to America ish. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Part of me like was really I look, I knew it came out, but part of me was like, I don't want to watch it and it not hit the same and me just ruin my weekend. So it's I've not been gonna, it's not gonna it. hit the same. I don't care how many edibles you take, how many joints right. you smoke, it's not gonna hit the same. Because the first I, one I, is I like, say that from personal experience, but it's just not gonna hit the same. <laughs> there <laughs> are <laughs> there are laughs though. I've I've heard there are laughs like there's. I mean, some... it's a it's a comedy, so yeah. ostensibly there are laughs. Yeah, but actually, yeah. Is this okay? But is there there, there, there don't get me wrong? There's some people that saw it that loved it. I mean, sure, if you sure, can sure, suspend yeah. disbelief and plot holes and flimsy characterization, it's right. probably a very funny movie. I'm not saying you have to go into it like thinking about it, but it's right. also just not that good. Right. I mean, the original was an R. This is a PG-13, so that kind of gives you a bit of a sense of uh, how toned down some things are. It's just not that good. Right. The original I mean, I saw, like, a, a, perfect, like a clip. So, yeah. yeah, I saw a clip that they put on social of, like, the barber shop and seeing all those characters come back. And my first thought was, like, yo, Why are they still alive? alive? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. First of all, they're still alive. And also, they didn't age because even with their old Thank makeup. You. But then you look at, you <laughs> look like you. fucking Semi and Akeem and you're like, yo, these motherfuckers got old. Right. <laughs> but the dudes in the and the, and the barbers the are the same. same age. They're still at the same shop. Like, gentrification <sighs> hasn't wiped all of that. It's ridiculous. Right. Where he's like, I'm going to sell my brownstone. Ten million dollars. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I get it. We got some gentrification humor in there. But it's it's yeah, not okay. it's not good. 
Is Kenny yeah. Barris from New York? Because it's a very New York movie. I don't know. The first one, at least. It was like a very... He's from I, L.A., I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. But they bring back pretty much every character except for Lisa's sister and Samuel L. Jackson. Other than that, uh, I think every other character from the movie is probably in there. I don't think <laughs> I don't think the deadbeat landlord is in. No, he's not in it. But is most Eric LaSalle else. in it? No, no, Eric LaSalle is not in it. Okay. Oh, okay. And he, he made some interview about why he was not going to be a part of it or whatever, but oh, it's probably really? for the best, given how bad the movie is. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, Daryl was like, you know, the iconic bad guy, you know, with his soul glow and his getting his Jerry Curl juice all over the fucking couch. Yeah, Man. those those kinds of jokes do not exist in this movie, right? Because those are like super on point. That so you're saying it kind of just got overly broad or something? Like it just they they introduced a lot of new characters. There is a lot of it was filmed, I think, in Rick Ross's mansion. Um, what the it's, fuck? it's wait, is that like a joke? Or are you saying literally? No, 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 no it's Rick not Ross's a joke. It's mansion? not a joke. It's like the literal musician rapper Rick Ross in his mansion, like because of like COVID things. No, this was this movie was supposed to come out in 2019. They've sat on it for like a whole year. Wow. Okay, man, that that is a real bummer to me that Frankie Faison doesn't come back as the deadbeat landlord because. Real like people who really like coming to America, like those are some of the those are yeah. some of my favorite lines. Right, like, where it's like, yeah, it's a real shithole. You're gonna love it. <laughs> and and the the reason that I the reason I'm thinking it's overrated because like I see a lot of promotion around it. I'm seeing a lot of interviews around it. I'm not seeing a lot of good. I mean, Twitter people on Twitter are like, oh, this is hilarious. It's not a good movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it seems like everything when you even just search review, like it's universally, it's like either tepid or they're slamming it. So. Yeah, lots of musical performances for some reason, which are not really. I mean, there are musical uh, performances in the first movie, of course. You know, she's your yeah. queen to be, all that you know, soul glow theme, of, of course. But like, Gladys Knight does a rendition of "Midnight Train to Zamunda." That's like. <laughs> Why? No, we don't need to do that. God damn. There are details. The description fucked me up, Maurice. (laughs) That's the second detail in a row that I'm like, why is he making shit up? (laughs) (laughs) No, Maurice, stop smearing with this slander. This is all made up. This is just. And and the thing is, like, the, the, of course, like the Queen to Be song that I think, like, the Chancellor, one of the consorts sing, is in the credits. It's not even Mm. in the actual movie, it's in the credits sung by John Legend pretty well, but it's in the credits. Damn. Yeah, it's well, just not. It's I think not it's one good. of the things too. Like, are we like because we we're so close to the original thing too? Where do you think it will invite a new audience? Because I know it's, I feel like it sounds like how I would feel like when the Star Wars prequels came. I'm like, they didn't need to fuck with it like that. They has something going, but I don't. know. I just think the comedy was perhaps edgier. Mm-hmm. I think that's true of a lot right. of comedy. Like when you, you go know? back and watch some of the like True Lies is one that like. Mm. Yeah. When you when you go back and watch that, like there's no way they have that Bill <laughs> Bill Paxton character saying ass like a ten year old boy like <laughs> in a modern movie. And, yeah, like the vet gets him wet. Yeah, like, it's the nineties, man. Because it was right. basically we turned up the eighties even hotter, right. but like yeah. did it with some like nice sheen and CG right. effects, basically. Yeah, it felt like there was more sort of picking at black culture i think a little bit because the dichotomy that's set up in coming to america is like rich affluent africans meet regular people from new york right and coming to america coming to america that's another reason why it's bad yeah um sort of does this like weird connecticut yankee and king arthur's court kind of thing with Mm. uh, with akeem's bastard son i mean i'm ruining the plot a little bit but like it's not good it's just not good Shit. What's uh what's something you think is underrated? Underrated, I mean I would say right now I am really enjoying the current season of uh of Queen Sugar. It's it's in season five on uh the own network. Um really good show that I don't think a lot of people know about one because it is on this sort of fringe cable channel, but created and executive produced by Ava DuVernay. Oprah Winfrey's also an executive producer. It's just a really, really good dramatic series it it follows this uh generations of this family on the sugarcane farm in louisiana 
And season five right now, they're sort of going through the the COVID storyline, but it's mm. not like how you've seen the sort of Hollywood squaresification of other shows and mm. movies when it comes to depicting time during COVID. They do it in a, a much, it's it's so good. They do it in a really realistic and honest way. It's heartfelt. Um, it's just really, really good. And I know a lot of people probably aren't checking it out because I'm not sure what other streaming services it might be on. Like it might be on. I think it's think on, it might Hulu. Be on Hulu. Yeah. yeah, it's probably on Hulu. Uh, so if people want to check it out from the first season, uh, certainly do so because they do carry over some things from season to season. But I say it's underrated because it it rarely gets reviewed. You certainly don't hear about it in like Emmy nomination runs or something like that. But it's a really good show. That feels like one that if it came out on Netflix, it would like blow up. Absolutely. That, right. Because yeah. you're captive and people just immediately go, Netflix, yep, okay. Yeah. Actually, yeah. related, somewhat related to that, another show that uh, was on Netflix that is on, I'm sorry, that was on OWN, that is on Netflix now, uh, Greenleaf, really good show. It's It follows like a, a black megachurch family, so that probably will turn some people oh, okay. off just, just off of that concept. Right. But um, how many seasons? Five seasons, really great show. Really great show. Lynn Whitfield, Keith David. It's so good. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, shit, The Righteous Gemstones. We always talk about that show on this on this podcast. So, yeah, if you, I think anything, if you've been to a church, like I, I'm always interested to see dra- like dramatized church narratives mm-hmm. uh, yeah. because I've seen it from nearly every angle at this point. But like, I mean, in real life, but to see the, the scripted versions, that is always intrigues me. Yeah. yeah, and it's good without being like super churchy, you know. Like right. It's, is Keith David? What's his character like? He's the pastor. He's like the pastor Greenleaf. He's the but the is patriarch he of the family. Like, what's you know? What's his? What's his? Is he a, a man of honor? Is he kind of fucked up? Yeah, kind of man of honor. Lynn Whitfield plays his wife. So if you've seen A Thin Line Between Love and Hate from the nineties, mm-hmm. just imagine that turned up to like twenty. Woo! You know, like mm-hmm. Lynn is like the the sultry but shady matriarch of the family, okay. May Greenleaf. So she's, she's the her, one who's... Well, she's got her secrets. And then right. Keith David, like the pastor, has his secrets. And then there's their children. Each of their children have secrets. It's it's really good. Secret fest. Okay, I like yeah. that. Rick yeah. Fox. Rare Rick, Rick Fox, Fox is in appearance. It too. Yeah. Rick All Fox? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, always like a Rick Fox cameo or appearance uh all right we are gonna take a quick break we'll be right back to talk news and we're back and get ready for a blast from the past guys remember that fun period where uh brett kavanaugh was being uh his confirmation was being challenged. Yeah. And just we all went through it for mm. like a week, week and a half. Month. It's hard to know because this was like 2018. Is Dr. Like so? Christine Blasey Ford's life has been going through it ever since. Yeah. Uh, but so one of the things that I think we were all suspicious of at the time was that uh, they unleashed this FBI investigation into uh her allegations right and they they were just like ah, all good let's let's move it forward nothing to see here and you're like what are, hmm. but there's like 900 classmates signed to a letter being like oh this dude's trash yeah. right like and your fbi the fb but you but y'all are really good at framing people of color who just want equity mm-hmm. okay but okay <laughs> so let me just go down here well so sheldon whitehouse is the senator on the judiciary committee he wrote this letter that is essentially saying Yo, that fucking investigation was fake. He says fake. He says, quote, the the investigation, quote, appears to have been a politically constrained and perhaps fake process in the letter. He says, quote, in this matter, the shutters were closed, the bridge drawn up, and there was no point of entry by which members of the public or Congress could provide information to the FBI. He alleged that the agency refused to hear testimony from witnesses, ignored members who inquired on behalf of witnesses and criticized the agency's use of, quote, a tip line that was meant to accept allegations. This tip line, quote, appears to have operated more like a garbage chute with everything that came down the chute consigned without review to the figurative dumpster. 
So wow. he will now be asking AG Merrick Garland, who mm. famously got his Supreme Court robe just <laughs> tossed in the fucking trash, uh, to look into how this unfolded. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the whole pro that whole confirmation hearing was just fucked up, gross and traumatic, and just nobody wanted anything to do with it. Diane Feinstein, it was like the beginnings of us seeing like, what is she doing up there? Yeah. Does, she know, does she know what she's doing? So she knows exactly what she's doing. Yeah, but to hear this now, it's like, well, uh, okay, yeah. I think this is going to be like a thing that will always every month we're going to hear like, remember that thing from four from the four years of, of bullshit? Yeah, uh, that was also trash. It's going to be more stuff that has come out from the past administration that were like, remember when they said that? Yeah, that didn't happen, or no, that's fake, or yeah, you know, actually we didn't have a plan. It was all. Blank paper in those binders, you know. <laughs> exactly. Uh-oh. Go to Staples, get a bunch of sheafs of just blank just paper. Just stack them. Stack, stack them, it and up. And then kind of crump, crumple up the top pages. So you know, it's I love stacking paper. <laughs> um, the, I feel like they might have gotten away with this because there was still the Mueller investigation going on and people like in the mainstream press still wanted to like believe that the FBI was their buddy. And so I don't know like that. I think that people were just like kind of put in a weird position who were still uh, counting on the Mueller investigation and the FBI to be like uh, the resistance. Right. And that was probably uh, definitely mm. misplaced. The other things with Kavanaugh was remember all those fucking Washington senators, baseball tickets and shit. And they were mm-hmm. like, who paid for those? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, no, somebody paid. Like, what? Uh, <laughs> FBI, go go on now. Fucking dig up the receipts. And also even like people were, you know, casting doubts over even when Justice Kennedy announced his retirement, like what was going on there. This seemed like, you know, there's just a lot of the, it, I mean, I remember the second my phone lit up and said Justice Kennedy announced his retirement. I was in Denmark and I was just like, my day is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah. What are things looking like in terms of the Supreme Court at the moment? Like, there's justices who we're looking to uh, step down fairly soon, right? Because of their old age and we need to get some new new blood on the court. Who's the the next to step down? Is it Thomas? Well, Thomas Thomas would be ideal, but I doubt that he'll be that. Right. I don't think there's a yeah, not a single conservative that would do it. Although, like, word was Thomas was thinking about stepping down before, but um, yeah, I don't think it's the least he could do. Right, like literally the very, very <laughs> literally least. the least does it fuck off from the Supreme Court. Oh man! All right, let's talk about the Derek Chauvin trial. Uh, his attorneys want a change of venue uh, since the city settled with uh, George Floyd's family. Yeah, they're they're saying what that this is like a sign that the city is already like made up its mind. Basically. I mean, it's sense like, well, how can I get a fair trial when the city council has already blah blah blah? Like, because I think th- the city council was able to acknowledge how horrific mm-hmm. th- that video was and was like, yeah, that's sorry that the police of this city took your family member's life. Right. Legally, that will be sorted in this trial. But yeah, he thinks it will. His lawyers think it's just gonna it's just gonna be harder for my client to get away with murder, guys. If he's in the same city, <laughs> what does the change of venue even really solve? I mean, if the if the case will still go on, right? The because it's in the city that had a settlement. Therefore, like the news, it's it's really it's kind of an odd argument. Um, yeah. and you know, his like the prosecution was like, okay, like I I kind of get what you're saying but that's really not a, a, a reason to stop everything because they wanted to pause proceedings and a venue change and mm-hmm. one of the prosecutors said uh schleicher he said quote all i can say to the court is that there are some things the state of minnesota and this prosecution team can control and there are some things it cannot control we cannot control the civil aspect of the case we cannot uh mm-hmm. we cannot and do not control the minneapolis city council and we certainly cannot and do not control the news cycle and so the judge was like okay well i mean that's your your point about like the settlement maybe messing things up is legitimate, but they kept on with the jury selection, and he said he'll consider the venue change. But if they change venues, is it, like would that change the jury? Would they have to then like select a new jury from mm-hmm. 
the population of wherever they change it to? I'd imagine if it's being impaneled in the county, you know what I mean? Like that they would want yeah. it in a different county, therefore different people, you know, because that's the whole idea is like, well, in that area where the murder happened, people are too aware of the case to be. So you want people who are ignorant? To, right. It's just so it's just so fucked up. And like, yeah. even when we were talking about the surveys, potential jurors had to fill out. You're like, this is here. Here this shit goes. I mean, it still all feels very, like, suspect in a way. I mean, like you say, if they're changing the venue to try to, you know, appeal to a populace that may not know that much about the case, it almost feels like they know what the outcome will be, not just the outcome of the case, but that there will be subsequent protests. And so maybe if they move it out of the city, then people won't protest in the city. They'll protest somewhere. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. It'll be everywhere. Yeah, it, it all st- it all feels just I don't know. It's a distraction. I think that's what it is. So we'll see sort of what happens, but it doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel right. No, nothing ever feels right when I mean, especially when as it relates to over policing and the you know murder murders of unarmed black people by police. But when you start looking at something like this, that was just so abundantly clear. Like you don't. It, it, that's what makes it so offensive. Like it was unfortunate. That that graphic video was a thing that a, a large number of people in the country had to see to fucking figure shit out suddenly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that still with that, knowing all of that, this idea that's like, well, you know, we don't want people that are are going to, you know, understand what justice is as it relates to policing, because that's like a dimension of the case we're trying to remove <laughs> and just be like, yo, did his is his knee evil? Like, I don't right. know what the argument's going to be. Yeah. And that's what's so fucked up is that to everybody, it's so clear. But there are all these ways to try and, you know, skirt justice and. That's the the theme of this nation at the moment. Like who is who doesn't already have their mind made up on this? If you don't already have your mind made up from watching the video, which everybody has seen, then you are by definition biased against justice. You're like it's impossible for somebody to watch that. Watch somebody commit murder on video like from beginning to end and not feel outraged so i mean your honor how can we have a fair trial if a majority if not 10 out of the 12 jurors are sympathetic towards racially motivated police violence right. <laughs> i mean honestly your honor right yeah, we can't this this is not going to be fair we need people who are on this firmly on the side of white supremacy to adjudicate <laughs> this case therefore we can let it rock you know for centuries i don't know it it worries me that the prosecutor is even giving this ground is even seeding the, well, I can't control the city council. Like, I don't know. It feels like he should just be saying, yeah, well, the city council is doing that because it's obvious and an open and shut case. And like, it's impossible not to come to this conclusion. Yeah, so, well, that's turn up court, Jack, where the right. lawyers talk like that. <laughs> now, yeah. fuck that, your honor. Right. Everybody saw that video. It's like, well, hold on. This isn't the time to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be a bad lawyer. Let's talk about uh, Tucker Carlson. Uh, uh, we have to outed <laughs> white supremacist. Recently uh, outed, yeah, yeah. Color me shocked. Um, <laughs> to anyone who's never seen anything he said his whole career, yeah. But you know, he's just on one. He was bashing women in the military, and then got verbally stomped out by the military. And Ted Cruz was like, "Don't treat him like that." Like it was just a, another sad back and forth. Um, but this time, he's just really. He's pretending that he's not horny as fuck for the WAP video. Um, <laughs> and he's just he's just going full throttle on this one now. And I'm not sure why this is like, you know, the, the cancel culture thing is back up again. Probably because, you know, the, there's, it's hard to poke holes in maybe some of the policy things Biden's doing, considering like how it's polling even with Republicans, like the, the, like the uh, relief measures and things like that. Or maybe it's because you don't want to talk about Trump's case in Georgia kind of getting more severe by the day or Trump's, you know, CFO's ex-daughter-in-law is apparently cooperating with prosecutors in New York. There's many things. I don't know. But the whole thing here is rather than pointing to like, you know, racism and greed from a runaway capitalist system uh, and what that's done to the country, they've chosen to point to Cardi B and Megan the Stallion as Mm. indicators of societal collapse, y'all. And who better then Candace Owens to come on because that's oh. how Tucker Carlson, see, he wised up. He's like, see, I can't have white people attacking black women, but I can have my black woman attack uh, these other black women to avoid any accusations of uh, impropriety. So he had her on 
And she starts off her whole sermon with a just a cancel culture in memoriam. And the host of Candace, she joins us. Candace, thanks so much for coming on. It's it's hard not to conclude they're intentionally trying to degrade our culture and hurt our children. That's a strong <laughs> setup. It's real strong. Okay. Wow. I, I dig let please go on, Candace. Professor Owens, rather. I mean, absolutely, Tucker. I mean, Dr. Seuss, gone. Mr. Potato Head, problematic, not enough genders available. We've seen going through the supermarket as a traumatizing experience. We lost Aunt Jemima last year. We lost Land O'Lakes oh. Butter last year. We lost oh. Uncle Ben and his rice last year because everything is so traumatizing uh, for children to look at. But this, this spectacle, uh, virtually what we were looking at last night was a lesbian sex scene being simulated on television, and this is considered feminist. It's so that's good wow. momentum. I mean, pour one out for all the racist <laughs> caricatures, mm. y'all. Like, what so the, what? Meanwhile, when the, the thing is, as she's talking, they're looping the same thing over and over again of them. <laughs> right. Like when it looked like they were scissoring and stuff on stage. That's like yeah. the clip they have just on loop on the side where it's like, is it that it's that offensive that you have it on loop? Mm hmm. OK. Just... Potatoes don't even have a gender. What the fuck is she talking about? Right. right. I mean, I know the whole Mr. Potato Head toy, but like, there's a lot. There was a lot of heavy lifting that she did. Yeah. Trying to link those things together. It just but, sounds hard when you said like, "There's no way you can say we lo we lost Aunt Jemima last year. Right. You know, we lost <laughs> Uncle Ben last year. What the? F that sounds like a, a Chappelle show sketch, like a right. line from a Chappelle show sketch. <laughs> that would Not be like, a Chappelle show sketch. Yeah, exactly. Like racist caricature, you know, fucking Murals. graveyard. Yeah. They're like, hey, Uncle Ben, man, it's been a minute. I thought you'd be here way sooner. They're like, no, there's still some bullshit down there. Um, so then Candace Owens, I just want to go on this other thing about how this is pointing to, you know, the end of America academics anymore in school, right? Forget about mathematics and science. You can trust the science and trust Dr. Fauci. But you have these kids learning about critical race theory. Uh, they're learning that they should aspire to people like Cardi B. That you, you see that fundamentally we are seeing the destruction of American values, American principles. And it's terrifying. I think parents should be terrified that this is the direction that our society is heading towards. And again, we are weakening America. That's, that's really what we should be talking about. This is a weakening of American society. We are setting the stage and it feels like we are looking at corrosion like we are about to see the end of an empire America that's true that's true but not for any of the reasons you just <laughs> yeah, said it has nothing right. to do with these two queens doing their fucking thing on stage and just putting on a great show it's right. not that's not what the corrosion is you are the corrosion the show you are on is the fucking corrosion the greed that this country just accepts without really questioning and, and wanting better outcomes for each other in our communities that's the fall of the empire not these people, but, you know, but do go on, Professor Owens. Yeah, it's also just interesting that this starts from a assumption that we are a monoculture where everybody is watching the, the same things and not like that they went and got that to put it in front of their viewers who they know did not watch the WAP like performance from the they Grammys. Did. They did. They're all lying. <laughs> it's the same shit. There was right. some uh, state legislator in Texas or something who voted on an anti-trans bill for like kids to compete. And then they caught him looking at uh, transgender porn right. on his computer. Mm. Yeah, like, there's a no. there's a duplicity. But that's just what all this yeah. two faced shit is, you know, all the time. Right. It's just disgusting when it's like they you know, that's flimsy as fuck. You know, right. you're smart enough. To, but uh, but this is the pattern you're caught up in with your audience of just being like parents should be alarmed. Right, right. Yeah. When has that line worked? Right. Like on the news last. Parents need to be prepared for this. <laughs> what's happening now? I mean, mm -hmm. only on Fox, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Only on some Fox show or Infowars or some shit like that. Right. Part of me hopes they keep going down this path because I don't think people like I think people are smart enough to realize that this is bullshit. Um, and like at least when it comes to voting will not vote for like anti-canceling dr seuss agenda yeah hey just wait till those midterms i'm sure we'll see some weird <laughs> ads like i went to bat for aunt jemima i went to right. bat for uncle ben <laughs> i went to fucking bat for dr seuss <laughs> what they're like yo the unemployment rate is out of fucking control in your district did you guys watch the uh john oliver thing on on tucker carlson being a white supremacist uh, yeah i saw that 
It, it was like it was good. They they definitely like dug up some old clips that I had not seen before. Um, one thing that I was waiting for them to bring up that we we had covered before, but just on this show, on this on this you know, show, it's not on HBO, but you know, yeah. Uh, but do but do somebody needs to recommend that John Oliver listen to the Daily Zeitgeist. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we covered hey, Dan, Dan O'Brien. Dan O'Brien, yeah. hook him up. Hook him up yeah, with yeah, a free yeah. episode. <laughs> uh, no, but this the story about Blake Neff, who was his uh, head writer, I think is just. I mean, they they do a good enough job of just showing like how he will say something and then it will trickle down to like openly white supremacist groups and like David Duke will just uh David Duke's podcast is just recaps of Tucker Carlson and talking about like how good Tucker Carlson is at putting their hateful beliefs into non-offensive language or language that's deracialized racism deracialized yeah. yeah exactly uh but this I don't know. So this they found that his head writer of the past four and five years or four to five years uh, had like they just found him posting anonymously on this racist uh, forum. And it's just I don't know. It's like the most the smokingest gun like I've ever seen where this person was posting things that you would then see in the Tucker Carlson show, like there was bleed between like the things he was posting, but he mm -hmm. was posting it in threads that had, you know, just like straight up racist, like wild shit, like written in the title of the thread. Uh, CNN outed the author as they were like, hey, this you to Fox News and asked him for his comment on a Thursday night and uh, Fox News announced his resignation Friday morning. So like, they know right that, they know what they're doing yeah they yeah. know exactly what they're doing they know that they got caught and he also like basically engineered uh harassment campaigns against women who he was friends with on facebook who he was mad at for writing about their love lives and one for freezing her eggs uh just committing you know, the sin of uh you know exercising reproductive autonomy uh and yeah, I don't know. It, it's just it's yet another example of like this dude's a racist. The people who write what he says on his like the the guy Blake Neff was like uh, interviewed for Dartmouth. Shout out to Dartmouth. Great, great alumni uh, you've, you've produced there. <laughs> but in the Dar Dartmouth alumni review, uh, he was like anything that uh, Tucker reads off of the uh, off the teleprompter came from a first draft that I wrote. And that's this dude is a straight up avowed white supremacist, yeah. racist, I mean, misogynist. That's what's so even wild about like the the news of like the headlines where they're like John Oliver, like outs yeah. Tucker Carlson as white supremacist. And it's and I and I get that, like the function of that is great because it's a very easy to follow main story that inspires critical thought and analysis. Mm -hmm. And it does put it out there for people. What scares me is that like many people before this have always been like, this is so fucked up and bad. Yet we're still at that point where you can look a white supremacist Nazi in their eye on the TV screen, but networks still can't get shit to move. There's yeah. still no, there's still no way to figure this out. And I think the closest thing has been, this campaign to defox your cable um, and trying to pressure the cable uh, networks or the cable providers to not, you know, subsidize uh, like because we all pay like a Fox News tax, essentially, if you subscribe to any kind yeah. of cable network. Yeah. Cancel Fox. Uh, More than that, this guy, Neff, was also he was also supporting like war game exercises at the Marine Corps War College. So he's also with these crazy white supremacist views influencing future military members right. through wargaming exercises. He had been a wargaming subject matter expert since 2016 for the college. Mm -hmm. And it was only after all this came out and he, you know, ended up uh, leaving Tucker Carlson's show that the Marines were like, you know what? We're cutting ties with this guy. Like, oh, now you want to cut ties with yeah. him. Well, that's that's our policy. Uh, once you're sloppy with it and you're, with your racism, then we got to <laughs> cut ties. If you can keep it low, then you can stay. The studies of like the just amount of open white supremacists in the military 
even the, the capital do you see yeah. the capital police thing recently one yeah. of the see the capital police officers had a copy of the protocols of the elders of zion out in the open oh come Jesus. on man i mean that's a out that's just a good read open <laughs> this is Russian manufactured anti-Semitic conspiratorial material that's like the foundation of so much of modern anti-Semitism. There's a Capitol Police officer with that shit out on the desk that a congressional staffer saw it and was like, uh, what the fuck is this? The people right. that are secure. Well, I mean, we knew that, too. The people that are securing this building are also in on it. OK, they were taking fucking selfies. With the guy. Yeah, um. I mean, it's just like but it's but it's that. It's that just it's just that out in the open, you know, where like people are having to see that. And that sucks for people like to already work in that that place to be there on the sixth and then be like, oh, like the, and the staffer was Jewish. She was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I'm supposed to trust these people. Right. Also, Blake Neff, just I, I found it noteworthy that this dude's like he, he graduated college in like 2013. He he like had all this success in his 20s. So just. Anybody who like they are just dying for any like writing talent who will uh who also is a Nazi. Like they they are so hungry for that. So anybody who's like who doesn't believe that that's like the easy way that people go in entertainment, like that's you you just just Google a picture of this dude. It's it's pretty amazing. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, really quickly, there is a new anti-masker talking point uh, I wanted to hit real quick. They're basically saying, well, look, Florida basically had like the same spread rate as California. Uh, again, Florida had 11 percent higher uh, death rate per capita. Uh, but they they are bragging about that because Florida did not shut down as much. Uh, they. I think their unemployment went up like five percentage points and California's went up nine. So they're like, haha, we never, we still have our lives. You guys, uh, you know, they're, they're basically making the point. Uh, cool that, metric. Yeah. Like even some scientists are like, so California's like system wasn't necessarily clearly the winner here. But uh, other scientists are saying that you have to like take into account a couple mitigating factors. Uh, California population centers are much denser, uh, has more high occupation homes uh, than Florida. The like like we mentioned up top, the humidity of the air. I feel like we're like we we talked about a, a graph that showed that like temperature is like directly related to how fast the disease spreads. And another thing that it like the hotter and uh, wetter the environment as the less it spreads. Mm. So that obviously makes Florida a better place for just COVID statistics in general. Uh, they point out that Arizona is more similar to California, both in terms of demographics and climate. And they had Florida-like restrictions, like much looser restrictions, and they had the fifth highest death rate in the country. Um, right. So... I don't know, just like anything where people are like acting like, well, the precautions that we that scientifically must have helped don't actually help. I, I think you have to take with a grain of salt and wait for yeah. people to learn more. Look, the second somebody with no mask on is trying to tell me about mask anything, I'm like, are you a fucking epidemiologist? Right. Then shut the fuck up. Especially a year into this. I don't know if you all saw this. uh this was a video where this guy was with his kids at Trader Joe's and he basically like strong arms his way into the store, speaking some mix of English and French, talking about why, you know, you guys are still acting like this. I'm, I'm here with with uh, with my, my children, uh, uh, les enfants um, in the store. And I can't believe that you all really believe all of this about COVID. We have been a year into this whole Panda yeah. Express, right? Like. Why are people still acting like this around masks? It's ridiculous. I remember last year it being sort of a talking point around temperature and the coronavirus, like yeah, saying like similar things about would, yeah, right. like yeah. In, in the I, I distinctly remember Trump saying it about 
oh, well, you know, it's going to get warmer and so it won't move as fast because it'll be the summer. Clearly, that was not the case. Yeah. yeah. No, it definitely, it has an impact, but it doesn't have such an impact that you can do all the wrong things right. and right. just expect <laughs> it to go away like he did. Um, well, that's a negative frame of mind, Jack. Right. We're never going to get out of the pandemic with that kind of thinking. Yeah. I mean, my theory has always been that it's all fear based and uh, <laughs> coronavirus comes from fear. And it's an uh, exercise in confidence, y'all. God. <laughs> uh, and that's why Trump almost died despite being the most. Uh, yeah, another story. They don't really. That kind of went out like a slight dribble. They're like, yo, he almost died when he had right. COVID. People don't. Like, but OK. And then he, I think he's denied. Did he deny he got the vaccine when he got the vaccine? Yep. Or was talking yep. shit. Yeah. Yeah, so you know what? This is uh huh. What man. But whatever like infusion of teenagers' blood that they gave him to just get him right back after he was like on death. Adrenochrome, bro. Adrenochrome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if if we're keeping with the pattern of everything they accuse uh the other side of they're actually doing, then yeah, adrenochrome, the cube oh, conspiracy yeah. that all Hollywood elites are just like vampires milking like young people for their adrenochrome like i guess we got to look into that <laughs> yeah all right let's talk about motherly love you guys um yeah. there, Mom, there's huh? a couple yeah. doting mother updates that we wanted to check in on these are such 2021 mom drama kind of things but they're <laughs> so amazing because like as both of these stories we're gonna go through they make me realize how old i am too and like what i thought was a scam and what wasn't so we'll go from severe to more severe the first one is a mother and daughter duo in florida they were arrested for fraudulently accessing confidential student information so you say what's that okay so this tate high school there's there were two thousand students and on the october 28 of last year they were told hey go to this program election runner and you can go cast your vote for the students that you want uh, to be like in the homecoming court. And this is like what you need to do to, to vote was put their school ID numbers and their birthday. This woman's daughter was crowned queen on October 31st. You know, beautiful homecoming ceremony. She had the roses and everything. But then a few days later, the program elect election runner hit the school up and said, there were dozens of votes that have been flagged as fraudulent. Approximately 117 votes originated from the same internet protocol or IP address <laughs> within a short period of time. Huh. Then there was an investigation. Ooh. The feds or the, what is it? The Federal Bureau of Law Enforcement or whatever they called FDLE or something. They looked into it. They found that it was all coming from this mom's cell phone and computer. And they said, what the fuck is going on? So it turns out. She didn't even use a VPN? No. We wow. advertise on here. We had, we do, you, you can get it Norton or Express, however you want it, baby. But you can protect your ass when you're trying to ride or die for your daughter. And the this whole thing is wild because the mother was a faculty member, like, within the oh. school district. So she had access to this larger program, like, this organizational informational infrastructure program that you could summon up these records, grades, medical records, fuck around with the fucking votes and shit. And this and this uh, this is the other thing is, too, they said around the same time of the investigation, quote, the school student council coordinator learned that the student was telling people she, quote, utilized her mother's account to cast votes. She's she was sloppy with it. Very sloppy. Oh my God, very sloppy. I mean, the whole thing about multiple voting from one device is like some American Idol type of shit. Yeah, like, that's, that's so ridiculous. I mean, it's some Michael Cohen type of shit. He got <laughs> caught voting for himself as like, a, what was it? It was, it was like some like handsomeness poll or something. No, he had, I think he had his own Twitter account where he was like, yo, how hot is Michael Cohen, y'all? Or something like that. <laughs> and it's like, you're it's, making your own. Yeah. Like, and then right, he was caught. Yeah. He was caught uh, juicing the vote for yeah. himself. But this shit apparently has happened before. Like in this Washington Post article, they say uh, in 2017, faculty member at a Southern California high school resigned after allegedly rigging student government contests. In 2019, a high schooler running for class president in Berkeley hacked into the more than 500 email accounts to cast hundreds of votes for himself. I mean, this is like 21st century shit. Like I remember when marking your Scantron answer sheet as the answer key was right. the most high stakes scam you could pull like academically. They're like, yo, I'm going for it. When they run my shit, they're gonna say that's the answer key and I'm gonna get a hundred percent. When I uh, when I was really in when I was in college, we used to print uh barcodes on like 
plastic transparency tape and mm-hmm. use that to like sneak into the calf. Like that's yeah. the most high tech kind of scam. I mean, this is this is some other shit. And like for me, this is interesting because like I I ran an award show for several years from 2004 to 2011. So this kind of like multiple vote thing is one very easy to fix. Like it's a it's almost a a mandatory security protocol. So the fact that this uh, what's it called election runner. Right. The fact that the software was so basic that they didn't catch that to me just feels sloppy on on their end. But the fact that the mom's like, yeah, I'm just going to keep voting and yeah. keep going to like, I don't know. I, I could imagine her driving around town, connecting to different Wi-Fi spots, <laughs> Not voting, realizing. That, OK, let's yeah. go to the Wendy's, you know, sit in the parking right. lot and do it, you know. Yeah. But she messed that up. But yeah. So the, they both got arrested is a crime. Yeah, I didn't think they would lock these people, but yeah, she the mom had to post bond. The daughter went to juvie. <laughs> wow, Damn. and it's because of like security, right? Like they they were accessing, they yeah, had like access it, the, to like, the charge was fraudulently accessing confidential student information. Like it, this thing that they were getting into that the faculty had access to, just it had oodles of sensitive information, like yeah. all that shit. So. Yeah. Also, the sheriff's daughter was the runner-up, so that uh, that might have had something <laughs> to do with it. <laughs> yeah, look into uh, this, right? And then there's an okay. So then there's another one. This mom, uh, which this is a this is dark, um, yeah. but it was also kind of a matter of, of time. This is um, more advanced. in regards to yeah to deep fakes. So Rafaela Spone, who is fifty, uh, last year she decided to go on a digital harassment campaign of her daughter's cheerleading rivals. So it says the affidavit says Spone last year created the doctored images of at least three members of the Victory Vipers, a traveling cheerleading squad. Uh, there was no indication that her high school age daughter, who is not publicly identified, knew that her mother was doing it, according to court records. So what they did was that after analyzing the videos, detectives determined they were, quote, deep fakes. Created by mapping the girls' social media photos onto other images. So they were making them look like they were vaping or doing like wild shit like, you know, kids shouldn't be doing. Detectives traced the phone numbers to a website specializing in selling them to telemarketers and followed the data to an IP address that showed activity from within Spone's house. Um, And after searching her smartphone, they found the evidence leaking her to the numbers used to send the harassing texts and images. Wow. Um, This is wild because when... We were first hearing about deep fakes hitting the mainstream like around 2017. We were like, this is going to get fucking bad. Like, yeah. you can really upend people's reality. I mean, the Tom Cruise shit that went viral last week, that was slick. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you have to, I mean, most people, if you really look, you're like, okay, I can see it's kind of off. But yeah. you got to, I mean, it's getting really, I'm, I've already put money down in Vegas that deep fakes will factor into the midterms. So, oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I believe that. I mean, I think it's it's really interesting the fact that the technology has progressed to the point that like a mom right that's what I was just shout out to moms to by the way not to disparage yeah. moms but like this fifty year old mom is like I'm just gonna make some deep fakes right yeah so like yeah. The, the the technology is that pedestrian right that anyone clearly can utilize it which is so yeah so fucked up it's like yeah it, you know what I'll tell you what honey. The Vipers aren't going to win sweepstakes at the next competition if their yeah. best flyers aren't in the fucking game. You know what I mean? Right. Like, also, what? mom looks like she, like the mugshot. Like she looks like she will fuck somebody up. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. She looks like a mom who just needs to pull up with her words. You know, I remember when the most yeah. a mom would do is like they were they were waiting for your ass after school to be like, "Can I talk to you really quick?" Yeah. You're like, oh <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Like, not deep fakes. She's not wearing Morpheus glasses, so she's not a hacker or anything like no. that. She just looks like although she her eyeliner is is inspiring a Morpheus glass, yeah, uh, <laughs> to, to some level, and her criminally thin lips uh, indicate someone who cannot be trusted. <laughs> but yeah, the deep. It's just I don't know, you know, like where this ends. To your point, Maurice, if a mom can pick it up. Uh, we're seeing what's ha- what the what Congress is beginning to look like by the hour. Yeah, right. It's only a matter of time they come through with some sloppy, dumb shit, and it completely fucks up the perceived reality of the country, where mm-hmm. people are firmly in a firmly believing in a deep fake that may be verifiably fake, merely because it serves the purpose of like furthering a narrative that they need for their partisanship. So. This is someone who doesn't know how IP addresses work. 
who right. is able to pull off a deep <laughs> fake. Like that's, uh, yeah, that's unnerving. A Republican. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Democrats are a little bit slicker when they're with their fuckery. And sometimes they're not. But I think at the end of the day, it's just down to, you know, if the means are there, then people are going to fucking mm-hmm. do whatever they can. And in this case, like we're seeing two versions of like moms just really being like, I want the best for my daughter. And you yeah. know what? If uh, Lori Laughlin, Aunt Becky can fucking defraud an admissions process, who gives a fuck if I do some deep faking or vote? fraud right and they're doing it for such mundane reasons like i want my daughter to be homecoming queen i want my daughter's cheerleading rivals to suffer like it's not even for some big shit like lying to get into college you know it's for very mundane high school level type stakes that won't mean anything once you graduate right yeah yeah man what's the what's like the most your mom did for you that wasn't like that like or a parent did for you a loved one like Mm. i don't know anybody like my I remember my mom yelled at another kid once like for just being shitty to me. That was I think that was like the most. I but I I think potentially my mom would deploy a deep fake in my honor. I think my mom has probably cussed out a teacher or two. Right. Yeah. If this were her now, do you think do you think our moms would dabble in this kind of next level, you know? Uh No, my mom's a total luddite. She wouldn't do it. Oh wow! So she, so she's also she'll pull up to the school. Yeah, she'll pull up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's a better. Yeah, we're from anyway. the country. She'll pull up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She has time. She has time. <laughs> <laughs> she has time for that. My mom was once implicated in a uh, hitman hiring a hitman to uh, <laughs> take out one of one of my basketball this, rivals. Yeah, this kid that pants me at a pool party in sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's missing still. You know? <laughs> that's I mean that's the old version of this. I, like I guess that's probably better that they're doing a uh, these sloppy yeah. uh, psychological warfare than than uh, actually trying to hire a hitman to take yeah. out the cheerleading rivals. How how long until we see the Sundance film version of these? <laughs> right. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah, that is true that like Sundance is the new like the Sundance indie version is the new lifetime version. It's like yep. now it's not lifetime anymore. They're gonna they're gonna art it up and make right. it like yeah. We'll go highbrow with our uh, true crime. <laughs> Maurice, it has been such a pleasure having you again, as always. Uh where can people find you and follow you? Uh, you can find me online at mauricecherry.com, M-A-U-R-I-C-E-C-H-E-R-R-Y, or you can follow me on Twitter at Maurice Cherry. Yeah, yeah. And uh, is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? So, yes, there is. And I I don't know how I discovered this. I was probably high one day and, and was just browsing <laughs> through Twitter, but um, there there's this, this troop of... Brazilian street dancers known as Carete for a cow. Um, and I've got a link to the, the the tweet here, but it's these people that dance throughout the streets of like Sao Paulo and other parts of Brazil. And they're dressed as different cartoon characters like Kyle from South Park or Mickey Mouse or Mario or Goku. And one of the the main characters is this like long haired, furry handed person called Fafau that has like these big like pendulous distended jaws and a pig snout but they do all these acrobatics like they're dancing in the street Fafau does this like thing where like it runs up a wall or something like that and the tweet that I that I have here is like it's sort of like a fan cam video that I guess someone put together of a popular Brazilian song and like it has clips of them dancing throughout the streets I have been obsessed with it ever since I've seen it Mm. All right, we will link off to that in the footnotes uh, so you can check that shit out. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, Miles of Gray. Also, the other podcast, 420 Day Fiance, where you know we're talking 90 Day, Married at First Sight, all that trash up in your veins. (laughs) So come check that out. A tweet that I like. Let's see. Uh, This one, this tweet is from Hybrid at Hybrid Original underscore. It said, I'm not ugly, but if you see me on my mom's Facebook, then I don't know what to tell you. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, parents will post some fucked up no photos worries. of you, and you're like, what the fuck? 
fuck? Don't tag me in this shit. Uh, that's why I'm off Facebook because I, I refuse to see those old photos. Uh, and that was just very relatable. Also, Deb Holland uh, at Deb Holland NM. Thank you to the U.S. Senate for your confirmation vote today as Secretary of Interior. I look forward to collaborating with all of you. I am ready to serve. Hashtag be fierce. Great to see a uh, Native American woman just running the interior now. Uh, we God bless it. Let's just let's keep going. Let's see. Let's see the more and more improvement, please. A tweet I enjoyed, a couple people, Abolish RPD, uh, tweeted this at me. A couple other people did. Uh, at WeWeGoo tweeted, Till my, Today I learned my 94-year-old grandma spent her year in isolation studying the NBA and filling a notepad <laughs> with her favorite players on each team. And she's like, it's a photograph of her 94-year-old grandma showing off a legal pad with three teams written on it and her, their favorite players underneath Toronto, Toronto Raptors, no players, not, not a fan of any of them. Mm. Uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets. Uh, she has two of the people you'd expect, Kevin Durant and James Harden, Philly, Philadelphia, 76ers, Danny green, Lake show, number baby. 14. <laughs> what? The, you know, she also calls the, it Toronto Repton, I think. The yeah, way she's yeah, yeah. Raptors, like, yeah, Toronto <laughs> Repton, nobody, but Rep Danny Town. Green. Love it. Yeah. Anyways, that's adorable. Awesome. Uh, Dave Horowitz tweeted, post-COVID plan equals open a Family Guy-themed shawarma place called Oh, PETA. Uh, oh, my God. And, oh, God. Uh, and uh, <laughs> at K Wholesaler tweeted, every baby boomer knows someone who was in a car wreck and the doctor told them if they had been wearing a seatbelt, they would have been killed. Uh, which is oh, just wow. so true. Damn, that's so... Wow. <laughs> My dad loves talking about... And I found out if, if it had been a half an inch to the left... He would have been a goner. Seatbelt would so. rip my head off. <laughs> yeah, that's right, right there. You'd have been pouring out, pouring one out for me along with Uncle Ben and uh, the Land O'Lakes lady. That's right. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Uh, we also post those in the show notes um and miles we like to also link off to a song that you recommend people go check out what is today's recommendation this uh this is a track from krs uh it's just not krs one uh, oh, okay. just a producer named krs with a period at the end had the username uh, first yeah uh waiting in vain is the name waiting in vain edit is the name of the track and it's a very just uh, it's only on SoundCloud because this is like when you got got to get in the indie uh, producer vibe. But it's just a uh, Bob Marley. It's Bob Marley's "Wait in Vain," uh, but it's like it's turned up like to be a little more modern and vibey. And if you smoke weed or you like to dance, if you have a toe that likes to jump up in your boot, you got honey in your hips. Well, then you should put this on and do something. But this is wait. But like again, this is KRS with the "Wait in Vain" edit. We gotta find it. On SoundCloud. Or the footnotes. 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 All right. Uh, we recommend you check that out. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Bye.